Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. She doesn't love me anymore. If your wife is saying something like that to you right now, you're going to learn what to do today. Steps to regain that love and, and trust and all of that. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I am a marriage coach and psychiatrist, and I help high-achieving men save their marriages. So again, if you're hearing something like this from your wife right now, you're going to learn what to do today. <laughs> so the problem that you're facing, <clears throat> excuse me, your wife might be saying something like, she doesn't love you anymore. Okay? She just doesn't want to be with you. Or maybe it's something like she loves you, but she's not in love with you. I hear that a fair amount. Or that feeling of love, it just isn't there anymore. Or maybe her love has even started to be directed somewhere else. So when a lot of high-achieving men hear this, that their wife loves them, but but is not in love with them, they started thinking, well, you know, something else is going on. You know, she's with another guy, and that love is going in that direction. Okay. So it's important to understand that there's different types of love. You know, we use the word love in English and it means all kinds of things. You know, uh, those commercials a long time ago that were like, I love you, man, right? Like that's not the same kind of love that you have for a wife, okay? So there's, the Greeks had a good way of kind of splitting up the different types of love. So one is eros and that's sexual attraction, that sexual connection, okay? That's part of a marriage. That's really what makes a marriage different and other relationships is that you decide, hey, we're going to share this sexual relationship just between us. There's philia. So that is companionship type of love, like a deep friendship, a deep connection. Like this is who I want to share the most intimate parts of myself with, right? Like my thoughts and emotions and my, my dreams and hopes and fears. Okay. Then there's this agape or this universal, like I love all people, unconditional love. So the way that I think about marriage, right, is it's you want this philia component, this companionship, this deep friendship, this deep connection where you really know each other better than anybody else. And you also want to add in that eros, that sexual attraction, that connection. Now, this agape, this universal love, this is a good thing to kind of look for. But look, we're just, we're not really going to have that. The other thing, it's not really unconditional in a marriage because most of us have conditions, at least, you know, 99.99% of people say, okay, like there's a limit to what I can take in a marriage. Like, for example, if if you're a woman and your, your husband is beating you constantly, it's probably better to have that as a condition. Like I'm not going to stay married to you if you're going to beat me up all the time. Most people have the condition of if you're going to be unfaithful to me, especially if that's going to happen over and over again, right? That's going to be a deal breaker, right? That's a condition that I have on my marriage, you know, contract with you, right? So this unconditional love, yeah, it's nice to, to have to say, look, I can still like love you. I can still have good thoughts towards you. Um, you know, that's a good thing to strive for. But like, if you want to be married, you need to have that companionship and that arrows and have some kind of limits on it, you know, for it to work well. The thing that I teach a lot is that you have to get to win-win, right? You have to both feel like you're winning and Unconditional love kind of says, well, I can lose forever and that's okay, right? Like I can 
constantly feel like I'm not getting what I want for my marriage, but like, I guess that's agape and that's the kind of love I should have is just this sacrifice myself, never feel like I'm getting anything out of the marriage. And I guess that's just how it's supposed to be. And, you know, that's how I used to think for a long time. And it led to a lot of problems, right? It comes out in different ways. Um, and your wife may be in this situation, right? She might be saying now, like, well, I just don't love you anymore. Meaning like, I'm sick of feeling like I'm losing all the time in my marriage and I just can't take it anymore. Right. I have to feel like I'm winning sometimes. And that could be why she's saying I'm not in love with you. I don't love you anymore. Okay. So again, your wife, your wife might be to like feeling like this sort of transcendental kind of love, like, like, yeah, look, I still care about you. You know, maybe she's like meditating or you know, going to a therapist or something. She's kind of like, yeah, like I can release you to the universe and say like, yeah, look, I still care about you, but just not, we can't be close like that anymore. Okay. So she could be saying in that way, yeah, I, I still love you just like I love everybody else in the world. Right. Okay. But I don't want to be your companion in life, right? I don't have that feel yet. I'm not going to share the deepest parts of me with you because I don't trust you. And I'm definitely not sexually attracted to you anymore, right? So again, it's important to, to kind of distinguish these different types of love. Okay, so when your wife's saying, I'm not in love with you, she's probably missing that companionship, like that philia, like I don't want to really share deeply who I am with you because I don't trust you and I don't have sexual attraction to you. But she may be you know, able to say, I love you kind of like I love some guy across the world or some girl across the world, but I don't want to be married to them. Right. So here's what guys often try to do when they hear this from their wife, that they don't want to be with them anymore. So they try to put on a show for sure. Okay. Especially high achieving guys. Like we are on this, that are listening to this podcast. Okay. So they'll try to shotgun their love languages. So if you've heard of the five love languages by Gary Chapman, great book, great concept that people respond to expressions of love in different ways. And they prefer certain expressions of love. So like, okay, she doesn't love me anymore. I'm going to like love bomb her. You know, that's a, a term sometimes people use. They'll do these, you know, big shows like, Oh, I care about you. I care about you. So they'll give, they'll do gifts, right? Buy expensive things. They'll do words. Oh, I love you. I care about you. I can't believe I did this. I'm so sorry. Okay. They'll do time. They'll say, let's do a getaway. Like let's spend a, some time together. Um, you know, let's go on vacation that you always wanted touch. Like they'll try to touch physically. Although a lot of times I get shut down in this situation or they'll do acts of service. Okay. Finally, like your wife's been asking you to, uh, you know, do the dishes and finally you start doing them or, you know, you start taking care of the kids when you really have it or, you know, start cleaning, making food, whatever it is, right. You start doing these acts of service and, the, the problem isn't so much the things that they're doing. It's the reason that you're doing it. Okay. The reason that you're doing it is because you're trying to prove to your wife that you're like a good choice. Okay. So you're doing this to change her mind. It's manipulative. It's designed to get a response from her. Okay. That's what manipulation is. You're doing something because you hope the other person will respond in a specific way. Okay. So the other thing guys will do is they'll try to go about it logically. Like, hey, you know, look at all these nice things that I do for you. Or they'll be like, look, here's what I don't do. I don't hit you, right? I don't, you know, I, I didn't cheat on you if you didn't cheat on her. Um, you know, or I didn't cheat on you more than once. <laughs> or basically kind of saying like, it could be worse, right? Like you could do worse than me. You know, I'm sure I'm not perfect, but you could do a lot worse, right? 
So they're trying to like logically prove, no, no, you should still love me. Look at all the things that I still do. Okay? But we call this the carrot approach. Like, look at what you get when you choose me, right? Here's the reward if you choose me, if you choose to love me. So a lot of times when this positive approach doesn't work, so their wife's like, no, 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 like, I don't want your gifts. Don't send me these text messages. Don't touch me, right? I don't want to go on vacation with you. Sure, finally you're doing this, but, you know, thanks, but I don't really care that you're cleaning the dishes. So guys, they get frustrated, right? They get tired of doing all that when they're not getting the response they want. Their wife isn't loving them. And so then these guys, they move into like stick approach, okay? A punishment approach. So the care didn't work. It's time for the stick, right? So they start saying like, look, you're going to lose my financial support. Or they'll be like, look, you're older. You have kids. Other men aren't going to want you, okay? They start kind of like basically degrading their wife, okay? And sometimes they do this very directly. They say these things directly or they're just kind of thinking them. They come across in, you know, less clear ways, but the, the message still gets across because that's what you're thinking. Okay. Well, what I teach and what we really work on in the, in the strong man system is we really address those thoughts we're having because the way we think that affects the way we feel that affects the way we act and the reason that we act that way. And that's where our wife picks up on. Like, even if you're doing these nice things, she can sense that the intention is to change her mind. Like she knows. And that's why they don't, that's why they fail. Right. And when you're coming in here trying to hurt her, she picks up on that. And that's why she doesn't want to be with you in the first place, because you've tried to hurt her in lots of different ways by proving that you're superior to her, that you don't really listen to her, right? Maybe you had an affair, which is a clear way of trying to hurt her. Okay. So again, so they try the carrot for a while. They try to do nice things and then that doesn't work. They're like, okay, time for, you know, nuclear option, right? Like show her that she's really going to, uh, you know, pay. Basically the, the thought is, okay, fine. Like, you know what? Let me see how you do without me. You know, let's see how you do without me. That's the approach. And this is what I get with a lot of the high achieving guys I work with. This kind of sense is there, right? Oh, okay, fine. You don't want me? Great. Try it on your own. See what happens. Okay. And women don't like that. It's not attractive, right? It's not safe. They don't feel safe with a guy like that. They don't want a companion in life that's like, oh, fine. Like, you don't want me? Fine. Do it on your own. See what happens, right? See what happens when I don't pay for anything, right? See what happens when you have to take care of the kids by yourself, right? When you make the meals by yourself, see how you like that. Okay. That's the tone. And that's what women, sure. They might be scared into staying with you, but that's not a great relationship. Okay. So none of these approaches, they're not attractive to your wife, right? You can't talk her into loving you. Okay. I mean, you can't bribe her into loving you. That's what you're trying to do here. Trying to bribe her into it, trying to talk her into it. And you especially, you cannot threaten her into loving you. I know some of you guys are trying to do this. Okay. It just doesn't work. Okay. okay. It works in the short term. Okay. Right. They're like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, how, how am I going to provide for myself? I'm not going to be able to have the same lifestyle, you know, or yeah, you know, I guess it could be worse. Maybe I would marry someone that's worse. Right. And they kind of can stay for a little bit, but they're not happy. Okay. And this can lead to affairs. Right. So they're like, well, yeah, man. You know, I guess I do kind of need the money, but I'm not really getting any kind of emotional or, you know, sexual connection with this guy. So maybe I can get that somewhere else, but still kind of keep the financial side. You know, maybe he won't find out. Okay. But, and then you might say, well, yeah, my wife, she did that. And that's, that's all her fault. But look how you created that. Like, look how you created it by trying to like threaten her into loving you, bribe her into loving you. Right. 
So you created that. Okay. So she's going to feel trapped. Like, no, I can't. I either have to stay with him and be unhappy or I'm going to go out and lose and like be out on the streets. Okay. So she feels trapped and that's not a good place for her to, to, to be right. She isn't feeling trapped, like locking her into your marriage and saying, okay, if you go out, like it's a dangerous world out there. So, you know, good luck. That's not going to create the type of marriage you want. It's not feeling, it's not where you're walking on this path together and enjoying each other's company and sharing things deeply. And it's not, you know, that sexual attraction that you want. Okay. It's just like fear. It's based on fear. And yeah, it works again for a little bit of time, but it doesn't work long term. It doesn't lead to a happy relationship. Okay. She doesn't want to be your companion in life when she feels trapped. She doesn't want to share her body with you when she feels trapped. Okay. Again, it's manipulative. All of this is designed to change her and she picks up on it. She knows it. And she feels unsafe because of that, which she should because she's not safe, right? You're saying you better stay with me or else. You know, that's, of course she feels unsafe. Like that's a hurtful behavior and thinking. So here's what you need to do instead, right? If your wife says she doesn't love you anymore, you want to figure out why. So this podcast is going to help you kind of pick up some things that high achieving guys tend to do. Hopefully this episode today is helping you realize some of that. Okay. So that'll give you some ideas of, you know, why she might be saying that. So what you want to really try to do is try to understand her perspective. Okay. At some point she did love you. She did want to share a life with you. She did want to share her body with you. So what changed? What changed over time? So a lot of times it's a shift away from prioritizing her. You stop prioritizing her, right? You focused on your job more. You focused on pursuing money more. You focused on pursuing your hobbies to an extreme, right? To where you kind of neglected her. You stopped courting her over time. And she got kind of tired of that. Or you did all this one-up behavior. Oh, what I think is better than what you think. I'm not really going to listen to what you think. Again, the ways we think about it is money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework. So with money, like I know better than you. Or you're spending all the money. I'm not okay. You know, you don't know anything about money. Uh, with sex, like being upset, feeling like it's owed to you. Uh, in-laws, not wanting to spend time with hers, wanting to spend time more with yours or, you know, whatever. Parenting, thinking your ideas are better than hers or that you don't really have, you know, not stepping into your responsibility there, letting her take care of all of it. Um, religion, thinking the way you believe is better than hers. Um, housework, thinking she deserves to do all of it and you don't or that you're doing more than your fair share. You know, that kind of thing. So, that's the kind of shift that kind of happens over time. This one up is not prioritizing her or there's like a, a clear injury to her and a breach of trust, like an affair. That's pretty obvious, right? You know, that was designed to hurt her and all of this, what it does, it removes a sense of being safe with you, right? She can't feel safe with you anymore. So you need to restore that sense of mental and emotional safety. And one of the best ways to do that is you stop trying to control her decisions which is what you're trying to do before, and you start trying to understand her at a very deep level. Okay, so here's how this conversation might go. So she says to you, "Look, I just don't love you anymore. I really don't." So you could say something like this: "I think you're saying you don't love me, meaning you don't want to share a life with me or be intimate with me." Kind of what you learned today, right? This companionship, filial love, or this eros love. Just gonna be like, "Yeah, exactly. I don't want it. I don't want that. I don't want to share with you because whatever, right?" Because I didn't prioritize you over time, because I was hurtful to you, because I had the affair, 
then you didn't feel safe with me because I didn't really listen to you. I didn't try to understand you over time. Okay? So you try to think of all the reasons why she's saying this, why she doesn't love you, and then you check with her. You know, is that right? So guys, really, just try this today. If she's saying to you, I don't love you anymore, I don't want to be with you anymore, right? just say, okay, I think you're saying whatever. And I think the reason that you're saying that is because I did this and this, right? And then check with her, is that right? Am I missing anything? Okay. Here's why this works. It shows an interest in her. It shows a desire to understand her. It has nothing to do with trying to change her mind. You're just trying to understand where she's at. It also shows a desire to truly and deeply look at yourself and how you're not a great choice as a husband. All of these other things, they have to do with like proving to her, no, I am, no, really, like I'm a good choice. Really, choose me. I'm, I'm good. This approach, on the other hand, says, whoa, you know, maybe I am not as great a choice as I thought. And maybe she's right to divorce me. And like, well, how could that be, right? Let me try to understand her side. I don't have to agree with everything, okay? But let me just see how maybe she is right. And maybe she's not a stupid woman. She probably has reasons why she doesn't want to be with me in this way. Okay, what are those? Help me understand those. Let me try to understand those. So when you approach it this way, she starts to think, huh, you know, this is different. He's actually listening to me instead of trying to change my mind. Again, this comes back to your intention when you're having this conversation. If your intention is still, oh yeah, you know, I listened to this podcast today. You know, Mikey said I should, you know, try to listen to you. So I'm going to do that because hopefully that'll change your mind. She's going to pick up on that. It's not going to work. But if your intention is just to understand her, look, I just want to understand where you're at. Why would you say you don't love me Here's what I think. Is that right? Am I missing something else? She's going to be like, wow, this is different. You know, who is this guy? And maybe she goes for it. Maybe she says, yeah, you know, that is right. Or maybe she says, yeah, you should have figured that a long time ago, right? Or whatever. But the point is just trying to understand her. And the truth is she's going to feel more safe with you when you try to understand her. And that lets her feel some amount of love for you. Again, a lot of times this is delayed, guys. So if you come to her and you have this conversation with her, if things are like not that bad in your marriage, it might just go pretty well. Right. Or, you know, depending on where she's at, you know, she might go, okay. Um, but a lot of times you're going to have this conversation and say, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. You are a terrible husband. <laughs> and it's, and then what you'll want to do is go back into getting upset with her. Right. Going back to these, well, you know, see how you do without me and you know, look at all the good things I do. But instead you're going to say, yeah, you're right. I have been in a lot of ways and I want to work on that. I want to be a better choice for you. Now, understand too, you don't have to agree with everything she says, but you do need to understand it. So she might say stuff that maybe isn't true, right? She might say, well, you had an affair with four people. And you're like, well, I didn't. I only had three. A lot of guys will do that. And that's stupid because you're not giving that safety or understanding to her. The point isn't to argue about the details. The point is to understand why she would not want to be with you. Okay. Whether you had four or three affairs doesn't matter. The point is you had affairs and then she felt unsafe with you. And she didn't feel attracted to you. And she felt not prioritized by you. That's the level you need to get to is understanding her emotions. Okay? So overall, this is something I learned from one of my mentors. What women are looking for is a combination of security and romance. Okay? So who do women want to share a life with? Who do they want to have that philia, that companionship with? Okay? They want to be with a man who values and understands them. Okay? Who's honest and trustworthy who they feel spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually safe with, a best friend, someone that they can share their deepest thoughts, fears, dreams, desires with, who knows them better than anybody else, right? 
So that's part of it. But there's another part. We want to understand who are women sexually attracted to? Who's that Eros energy? Okay. Because this top one, you know, we can fall into this sort of nice guy thing, right? Where, you know, we're just kind of doing everything our wife wants and we start feeling kind of like we're losing in the, in the marriage. A lot of times what'll happen when guys have had an affair is they'll think, okay, well, I have to just do this all the time. I have to just do whatever she says. If she wants it, I do it right. Even if I don't really agree with it or whatever, to try to kind of balance things out. The thing is women are sexually attracted to men who are honest, even when it's difficult, You're willing to disagree with your wife, right? You're willing to challenge them. You're willing to stand up for them when it's, you know, for something important, meaningful. Your wife says, well, I want to do this with the kids. And you say, well, you know, I can understand that, but I don't quite agree with that. Let's, let's try to find something that works for both of us. Okay. And so if things are really bad, your wife, your wife might say, well, you don't have a voice. You don't have a choice, right? And you can say, I can understand why you're upset like that. But, you know, if we want to have any kind of relationship, even if it's a divorced relationship, we do need to find agreements that work for both of us. Okay. And so that's, that's being honest, even when it's difficult. And it's counterintuitive, but doing that actually makes you more attractive to her because you're standing up for something that's good and right. Okay. Your wife knows she's not right all the time. Okay. And so when you're able to point that out, not in a mean way, but in a way that's like, look, okay, I can understand where you're coming from, but I don't really agree with that. And let's find something that works for both of us. Okay. That's attractive. The other thing is being, being a man who can create fun and flirting and mystery and excitement in the relationship. Okay. That's what creates that Eros sexual attractive energy. So you need to be able to do both. It's not just about, so I work with guys and they're like kind of alpha type guys or, you know, um, you know, they're used to being strong and manly. And so, you know, sometimes they, they feel like, well, I have to lose all that, but that's not true. You just have to do both. You have to understand your wife and you also need to be strong, right? So you find that balance and that's what we do in the strong man system. So if you want your wife to fall in love with you again, you need to be the type of man that a great woman would love to be with. Okay. Create that love. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sexually strong. Okay solid in who you are and respectful of who she is having that balance. Okay. Being an expert in communication, being able to get to those win-win agreements, understand her at a deep level. You know, be a guy who she, who she can share those deep parts of herself with and know that you'll value them. You don't have to agree with all of them, right? But you value them. You respect them. Okay. And then being able when it's, when you need to, to get to those win-win agreements. And then being that man who create fun, flirting, and romance, and who uses his sexuality to connect with his wife instead of like running that all over the place or like shutting it down, right? You want to use that energy, that sexual energy in a good way, a way to connect with her. So you can learn how to do all of that in the strongman system. It helps you save your marriage. We do one thing each day. You learn how to build up these skills, how to have this communication. I support you through that, that process, okay? So visit MikeFraserMD.com, click on work with me, you can sign up right now. If you want to watch the free and confidential training first, you can watch that training also on the site. So visit MikeFraserMD.com and I will see you there. All right, men, stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And 
If you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.